listening to the Casting for Fun podcast, the show that talks about entertainment, sports, music, and inspirational stories for all to enjoy. We're glad you could join us today. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, here is your host, Albert Pineda. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Casting for Fun podcast. I am your host, Albert Pineda, and I'm going to have a lot of fun with this episode. This is going to be really cool. My good friend Ryan Ferrante returns to the show, and we have a very uh, soccer-centric uh, conversation on the Casting for Fun podcast. Of course, we do get a chance to discuss Ryan's uh, new career working for Louis Vuitton, but we also discuss on how that uh, enabled him to get to visit Europe uh, last month in October. And of course, he got to visit Paris and Barcelona, and got to see FC Barcelona Stadium and have a uh, really great experiences Ryan got to share with me uh, working for Louis Vuitton. And that leads to our soccer conversation because both of us are huge fans of the game. And of course, this is a really exciting time of the year with the World Cup just around the corner. So we talk a lot of soccer stuff. We talk uh, uh, welcome to Rexham on the FX network. We talk Ted Lasso from Apple TV Plus. And of course, we give a preview of the World Cup, which is starting next Sunday, a week from today. And we go over the men's uh, national team, USA, Team USA. We're really, really excited. It's going to be a really fun time uh, to be recording episodes. So I hope you guys don't get too bored of me talking soccer because actually I'm planning to do many episodes um, analyzing, talking about having fun uh, watching the World Cup and getting to talk about it with friends. And I have several friends who I know are going to want to be on the podcast to talk about it. So this is going to be really fun. It's going to be great. Okay. So here is my conversation with Ryan about his uh, career working for Louis Vuitton, getting to visit Barcelona and Paris. And then of course, talking soccer shows and doing a preview of the, the world cup, particularly the men's national team. Returning to the casting for fun podcast is my very good friend, Ryan Ferrante. Ryan, how are you doing tonight? Very good, Albert. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Oh, thank you for coming back. I'm really excited to hear about uh, your trip to, to Europe. I'm just going to be really exciting and fun. And then I'm really excited to talk soccer with you because there's been some really great soccer shows to talk about. Welcome to Rexham and then Ted Lasso, which has actually been out for a couple of years now. Uh, but then yeah. even most exciting of all is that we're just one week away from the World Cup. So I'm really, really excited to chat that with about that with you. Me too. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Awesome. So, so yeah, so it, uh, your trip to Europe is going to tie into soccer talk. So, so for the listeners who aren't aware, Ryan accepted a new job after he accept, he finishes a graduate degree with Louis Vuitton, which is actually a pretty fascinating story. So if you could share the, the story of how you ended up working for this really famous, like a uh, fashion designer. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, to think about how it started, I, I had no, it, Looking back, I had no, really, I wasn't really even thinking about getting into another company because the company I was working for, I was there for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, but before I, uh, to make a long story short, one time my wife, Stephanie, she, uh, for, I went and took her to the Louis Vuitton store because uh, I wanted to buy her a purse for her graduating, yeah, as a graduation gift. Mm -hmm. And she said, it would be pretty cool if you worked for Louis Vuitton because we could get a discount. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm just joking around. But then I was like, you know what? I, I was kind of looking for jobs. So I said, you know what? Let me go online. I looked online and there was a job and it was very similar to what I do. 
uh, what I did at my other job. So long story short, I interviewed um, and I've been with the company with Louis Vuitton for almost four months now. So I originally wasn't uh, looking for this. I was lucky enough to get an opportunity and it's something different, um, different industry, but it, I enjoy it. I really do. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. And with your employment with Louis Vuitton, you had the amazing opportunity to go visit Europe. So, so explain to the listeners, why did they send you to Europe and what were you doing there exactly while, while you were there? Okay. Yeah. So Louis Vuitton, um, the company has been around for a very long time. Um, it started in 1854 with Louis Vuitton himself in France. Um, but the, the way bags and the trunks and the products are made are exactly the same as they were back um, back in the day. So the actual how the, the items are made are the same. But as you can realize, or as you know, as time goes on, you have to adapt. So the reason why I was in Europe was because we're doing this big project of introducing a new system to manage all of our data. So um, I was sent to Europe to go to a few of the facilities over there, um, mainly in Spain, to see how they transition to our new system that we'll be using. So that was a great opportunity for me to say, yes, I'll go. I'll bring all the information back. And while I'm doing that, I'm going to enjoy Europe. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I got to follow your, your experience with your social media where you posted that you actually got to visit uh, FC Barcelona Stadium. So I definitely want to oh. have a conversation with you about that or bring that up for a talking point. Uh, but along with that, though, what else did you get to see and do while you're in Europe? What, what are famous uh, destinations did you get to see? So we flew into Paris. And while I was in Paris, I was there for about two days and I got to do all the touristy things. I was able to go to the Eiffel Tower, uh, the Louvre, and I was able to walk, just just walk around and experience the the everything around me. It was it was a good opportunity to see things in a different way because, you know, you see Paris and the TV and movies and um you know, I was just kind of going in it with an expectation of how it was going to be. And it was very nice. I liked it. I um, had a great experience, but I did all the touristy things. So mm -hmm. I was amongst everybody else. I was there at the Eiffel Tower taking pictures. I was full on tourist mode. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was Paris. And then from there, we flew to Barcelona and I enjoyed Barcelona a lot. Um, we were there a lot longer. And so I was able to go to the, the cathedral, uh, the Familia Sagrada, which is this cathedral. It's been there for, for many years. Um, and then also to, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about this, but I was able to go to Camp Nou, which is where FC Barcelona plays. So that was a big highlight of mine because I really wanted to go there. <laughs> so I enjoyed that very much. Awesome. Awesome. And were, were they playing by any chance while you were there? Was there any opportunity to catch a game or no? Yes, there was. And I was a little bummed because the day that I was flying into Barcelona, they had a Champions League game against Bayern Munich. Oh, awesome. and I really was like, oh, man, I want to go. I want to go. But my plan, my plane landed at like eight. And I think the games are pretty, pretty late at night. They're usually at like nine o'clock at night. 
So by the time I left the airport and everything, I was just like, I, I don't think I'm going to make it. But I was really close on trying to find tickets. And also, too, when I was in Paris, um, PSG was playing. Oh, awesome. and it was also it was also another Champions League game. And um, yeah, I wasn't able to make that either. So, yeah, I really wanted to. But yeah, I didn't get to catch a game. Oh, there you go. Uh, hopefully next time. Uh, hopefully with work, they, they're willing to send you out there again, which would be really cool if they do. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. If so, I'm going to definitely try to make a game. Okay, very cool. And Barcelona is your European team. Is that right? You know, I always, um, I'm a big fan of just football, soccer in general. Uh-huh. While I was on my mission, it was either if you, you were either a Real Madrid fan or you were a Barcelona fan. Mm-hmm. Um I was at the time leaning more real Madrid, but again, I was a huge fan of like Ronaldinho and Messi and just that period of soccer was really, you know, I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wouldn't say they were my first team, but I really, over the years have really respected them. And I was really looking forward to go visit their stadium. Oh, very cool. Awesome. Awesome. So, so yeah, that, that brings me now to some, some, some soccer talk. I mean, cause obviously uh, it's great to see the shows that, that show uh, European soccer, even if it's like a fictional team, like uh, uh, Richmond for, for Ted Lasso. I, I still just yeah. fascinated by the whole culture. I think it's really, really great. Um, and I got to experience it in, in South America when I lived in Brazil as a missionary for the church. But uh, I guess the European culture, it, it's even different there. I, I don't want to say one is better than the other, really. But uh, even though it's the same game, it's the same beautiful game, the culture is a little bit more, little different in Europe than it is in South America, I think. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I also lived in El Salvador Um mm-hmm. For my church mission, I went to El Salvador and, and and soccer was huge. And I could tell just on this trip in Europe, both in Paris and Barcelona, that it's almost like a part of their lifestyle. It's it's ingrained in them. So there's definitely a huge culture involving around football, you know, soccer. It, it's part of them for oh, sure. I- yeah. Yeah. In fact, my experience in Brazil is that the only thing that can maybe come close to soccer is actually uh, uh, novellas. So soap operas, yeah. which is so funny to me that the, the men and the women, everyone loves soccer there. But in, in Brazil, and I'm imagining for the rest of South America as well, uh, everybody loves novellas and they air in prime time there, which is so strange to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, and one of the things I uh, and I could touch on this a little bit more, but yeah. When I was on, I took a tour of the of the stadium, the Camp No, uh-huh. and I was fascinated with the the range. So there was little kids there with jerseys, and they were huge Barcelona fans. Mm-hmm. And then there was um, elderly people that were just as big of fans. And it was very interesting on the tour. There was this um, there was this lady. She might have been in her her late eighties. Um, she needed assistance to go on the tour, but I was fascinated with her because she knew like all the players, she knew the history, um, and, you know, and you could just tell like the people in Barcelona and I'm sure in other parts of Europe there, that's a part of them. It really is a part of them. And they know they love the players and they watch all the games and when their team wins, they're happy. When their team loses, they're sad. So it, it's a huge part of their lifestyle. 
Oh, absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And in speaking of the rich history, so I want to jump into uh, Welcome to Rexham first before we get to Ted Lasso. So uh, Welcome to Rexham was a fascinating concept when I heard about it, that I had heard on social media that Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McKellen, and I'm not sure if I'm going to be saying his name right. It's, it's unusual. So Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia yeah. uh, decided to, to buy uh, a is it four for fifth division soccer team in, in Wales. Uh, mm-hmm. So, which is always just a, uh, a weird concept, but also sounded really cool to me too. So I got to touch on it a little bit when I did a sports podcast with uh, Nick and Tom and our other friend, Tyler Ivansich, but I wanted to touch base on it more with you. Cause I know you're a fan of that documentary series as well. So with the welcome to Rexham uh, show on FX, what did, what was the appeal to you about that show? What was so interesting to you about uh, a fifth division, uh, a whale soccer team? Well, uh, yeah, Welsh, 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 Welsh. Yeah. Like a Welsh. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, you know, the, I really loved it. Um, of course I, I'm a huge fan of it's always sunny. And so when I heard that Rob McElhenney who plays Mac, uh, went, went in with, uh, Ryan Reynolds to buy Wrexham FC, which is in, uh, Wrexham in in Wales. Mm -hmm. I was, I was fast. I was like, okay, I want to watch this. So I, um, I love soccer and I love Rob and Ryan. So I was like, perfect. I'm going to watch this. And it was very, I I enjoyed it. Um, I really like the way it's put together because the show touches on what it's like to own a soccer team. Um, and also too, like you asked, um, you know, this is a lower tier soccer team and they're trying to relegate to the next level. Cause that's just, that's how it works. And, and, yeah. and that, in those divisions. So it was very interesting to me to see what they're trying to do to get to the next level. Um, I also really liked how for, for people who may not be into soccer as much this, this show focused on Welsh culture, uh, you know, their culture, the food, they, the, the, you know, the language. And so they did different episodes talking about that. So that was very, uh, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed it because I was able to learn more about Wrexham. I honestly didn't know about Wrexham FC mm-hmm. and, you know, just see kind of a small town team. Um, I mean, it's not that small, but it, compared to other, you know, higher higher level teams it's it's compared pretty small Mm -hmm. and um it was interesting to see like the challenges they have um, especially with getting players and making sure that they are winning and they take you through all that so i really enjoyed watching that and seeing what the perspective is almost the perspective as you're one of the owners and you're learning on what they're doing in the moment, like what Rob and, and Ryan are doing to try to help the team grow. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with everything you just said, Ryan. Uh, it, it was interesting and uh, fascinating to me that, you know, two celebrities would Rob and Ryan would want to buy a team. But at the same time, you can look at the modern landscape of sports today. A lot of celebrities are going into the ownership game, which is kind of fascinating to see, like, uh, uh, for the longest time, uh, Drew Carey and Will Ferrell were Galaxy season ticket holders, would go to Galaxy games, but then both of them jumped at the opportunity to own MLS teams. So Drew Carey's part of the ownership team for the Seattle Sounders. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Will Ferrell's part of the ownership team for that other lane team that I don't like. <laughs> <He was laughs> I'll admit that yeah, they're the champions of Major League Soccer. But uh, and then yeah. even uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey's part of the Austin FC team uh, ownership team, and then even the the women's team, the Angel City FC. As a whole uh, team of uh, celebrity women that are part of their ownership, like Natalie Portman and uh, Eva Longoria, Jennifer Gardner, and probably a few others as well. So I guess that it's not out of the realm of possibility that they would want uh, celebrities would want to jump into that. But mm-hmm. I guess we can see, as it's explained in the documentary, that the team was actually in pretty bad financial straits, if I'm not mistaken, and that yeah. uh, there may not have been a lot of money going into it, but. This uh, documentary series, I think, definitely got a lot of exposure to the team, which is pretty cool. Oh, for sure. And I mean, you could see in the documentary, um, in the show, uh, there's times where Ryan Reynolds and Ron McElhaney ask each other, uh, are we making a mistake here, you know, (laughs) by owning a team? You know, what were we thinking? But you could see that there's so much satisfaction on their end of being a part of the ownership and trying to help out the team, but they really put an emphasis on helping the community mm-hmm. uh, because they know that if the team does well, the community is going to do well. Yeah, and it's true. You know, if it, you you help the community by helping the team, and so yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, I asked. I thought myself. I was like, why Wrexham? You know, why would they pick Wrexham? But you can see, and you know. As you watch the show, you can see what their influence does and how it helps the team. So, yeah, you know, going back to the ownerships, you know, with all these, like you mentioned, um, the different uh, with MLS and, um, um, you know, the ownerships. I'm thinking that there's more interest now in in soccer um, in the U.S., I think right now there's a lot of people excited about soccer, which is nice because that always, that wasn't always the case. Yeah. So I I think that's why we're seeing more people like um, celebrities with the resources to go and be part of ownerships. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, What I thought was kind of fascinating though, with the documentary series was it seemed to me that, that uh, Rob and Ryan are more, uh, part of like the the operations of the team whereas a lot of the owners i think maybe they just sit back and like hey make me money which i mean that's not a bad not a bad gig to have if you're an owner (laughs) so it could be a good thing and a bad thing depending on how the team is result uh uh, moving forward uh this is uh okay so minor spoilers uh about what happens on the show but unfortunately i mean again if you follow the news sport news you would know this but uh they didn't make promotion last year and the, the show explains that they fell fell short at the end of the season but right now they're actually in second and they, they've been on a hot streak i i get felt, uh updates on my phone because i google search Wrexham, and now google thinks i really love the team so i guess i kind of do <laughs> <laughs> they've been on a hot streak they've been winning a lot of games so so it looks like the the robin ryan experiment i think has worked out for the team yeah i think so and um i'm glad to hear that they're doing well and and I hope that they can get promoted. Um, I always thought that's very interesting how the English and uh, I believe, you know, with Welsh, how they have the whole promotion and regulate or, you know, getting demoted and promoted. Yeah. So um, I, it makes it super competitive. And I'm glad to hear that they're doing well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, one more thing I wanted to touch on with the documentary series. Uh, uh, it's done in a very uh, unique way in that it's, you know, a serious documentary explaining Welsh culture, the show. I mean, I'm explaining the city, the history of the, the club and like the, what their players are going through. But it also has the comedic elements to it, which I thought was pretty funny. Like Ryan had mentioned, you know, that uh, Rob and Ryan are kind of uh, second guessing themselves and uh, Rob. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Rob asked Ryan Reynolds the question. Hey, honestly, what's your opinion? Are you upset that I made you do this? And Ryan, uh, Ryan Reynolds jokingly responds back, "Oh, my wife hates you now." Meaning Blake Lively, which is kind of funny. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then uh, for the, I'm sorry, Ryan for for the oh, F- no. uh, they had all the celebrities there. So Will Ferrell was there, David Beckham was there, uh, uh, Jason Sudeikis was there, and uh, they they scored a goal, but it was offsides, and they didn't know about it in the the ownership box. They were just celebrating and. <laughs> hugging each other and then uh rob goes to hug uh ryan before he hugs his wife caitlin which i thought was really funny <laughs> and then she even <laughs> called him out on on, uh, on the jimmy kimmel live when he hosted called it called him on about it so it was pretty funny yeah they have a good dynamic you can really tell that they're friends and mm-hmm. um i also thought it's pretty funny because they mentioned the show like it's ryan reynolds and that one guy uh from that sunny show yeah you know not that you know it's kind of like Ryan Reynolds and that one guy. So they, they kind of poke at each other and, and, and it makes it funny. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting and it's also funny. That's what I like about it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, was there anything else with uh, Rexham that you wanted to bring up? No, I just hope that, um, you know, I'm hopeful that there will be more content or more of the show as we see them. I, I would like to see if they could, and I'm not sure if they are recording, but maybe if they are recording to see how they're doing this season and um, hopefully see them promote to the next, next division. I heard there was going to be a season two, so that should be oh, cool. cool. Yeah. So I'm assuming that they are recording and putting together stuff and yeah, I, I found myself, uh, you know, rooting for them, loving that team. I even bought a t-shirt, so it's pretty cool. Uh, oh, nice. So I'm, en- I'm uh, enjoying the, the Welsh culture and the country of Wales, but I am looking forward to destroying them on the pitch. And that's little- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so let's jump into some uh, Ted Lasso talk. Oh, so, yeah. so Allison and I are late to the party uh, because it's only after the the episode I did talking about Apple TV with with you and Stephanie and Eddie and, and Marcelo that I finally mm-hmm. went ahead and caved in and, and subscribed to yet another streaming service. Thinking, oh, do I need another streaming service? Uh, you know, Apple TV Plus is actually really cool. So, I think. People should get it. And the Ted Lasso show, we absolutely loved. It was fantastic. So I wanted to ask you, uh, what were your impressions and feelings? How did how did you enjoy the Ted Lasso show? I, I love it. I love the, the show. Um, both Stephanie and I, we, we enjoy watching it. And I think the main thing about it is you get to know the characters and you you love them. And I think because I'm a big fan of soccer, mm-hmm. it, it's a, you know, it, it pulled me in. That's what drew me in is a, a show of, you know, this American American football coach going over to, to coach a, a soccer team. I was like, okay, this must be pretty funny, which it is. There's a lot of funny moments. But what I really liked about it, too, is there was a balance between the funny um where you know it's funny moments there's soccer moments so you you see that and how they're doing in their in their league 
but also to the mental health, you know, they, they touch a lot on that. And, um, you know, that's something that I like too, just to see how these characters are human and how they have their struggles and their challenges. And, um, overall with all those elements, the funny, the soccer and the mental health, it, it's just really balanced. I really like it a lot. Oh, me too. Yeah. I really enjoyed the, the arc that happened in season two. So again, this is going to be uh spoilers, spoilers for, for a little bit of a uh, Ted Lasso, but so they, they sign a Mexican player, uh, uh, Danny Rojas, who mm-hmm. I absolutely love his, his upbeat attitude is really fun. He just always would yell his catchphrase sock oh, football is life. Which yeah. Is, I mean, again, you know, a perfect example of how ingrained it is into their culture. Um, while taking a penalty kick, he accidentally kills a dog. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of a funny experience. Like in, in real life, uh, there was the instance when, when Randy Johnson obliterated a bird with like a fast pitch, fast ball pitch, which, I mean, if you want, wanted to Google search it, you can actually, I think, look it up on YouTube. But, yeah. Yeah. So, so in the show, Danny accidentally kills a dog and he's just having like, you know, a mental breakdown over it. So they hire uh, a therapist and I forget the therapist's name, but her, her character was really important throughout the whole show. And then we even get to see how Ted's finally able to open up and, you know, explain some of the mental issues he was dealing with. So like, as Ryan mentioned, yes, it is a comedy show, but I think it really dives into who we are emotionally as people. And again, I'm really fascinated and just love the Ted Lasso character. And we get to see his character grow throughout the first two seasons. Yeah. And I really like Ted's character uh, played by Jason Sudeikis because you just you grow to love him. Mm-hmm. You want him to succeed. You want him to be happy uh, because his personality. And I think this is why I like the show so much is just he's so optimistic. He's so um, he's there to support his players. He's the coach. And I like how they made it at first in the first season, specifically how they were trying. They were hoping he would fail. Mm-hmm. And then they just start to see that like, oh, wow, he is our coach and he he could be successful. Um, so I really like that story plot, you know, the mm-hmm. the initial why they brought him on and then now why they have him and how he's a good coach. Uh, but he actually, you know, just as a fictional character, he's actually very inspirational. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the quotes he says and the things he does, you're like, wow, I, I want to be more like Ted Lasso, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I really like that, that the show isn't just about this comedy, about soccer. It's actually a show that you you could take something, um, what they say or do, and you can really actually use it in real life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, in, and on that topic you just mentioned, Ryan, I love the episode from the first season where uh, 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 the ex-husband, uh, Rupert, you know, he's mm-hmm. just harassing Rebecca, just being a complete jerk to, him, to her. And then like he challenges Ted to a game of darts. And I thought it was really fascinating. So, so Ted's playing darts and he's saying, telling, explaining him the situation, like you said, explained Ryan that uh, the people wanted to see him fail. He's just a, a Yankee doodle dandy from America. He doesn't know anything about soccer, but uh, he, he mentions the quote from famous poet Walt Whitman, which says, uh, be curious, not judgmental. And I think that's a really great way to live our lives that if we're curious, we're actually going to dig deeper and find out about people and not just immediately jump to conclusions so I think that's a valuable lesson that we learn. And in the show, we learned that Ted Lasso, along with being a successful football coach and a successful soccer coach, is also quite the dart player. So he kind of like takes him to school, which is kind of yeah. cool to see. So I think it's definitely a very valuable lesson for all of us to learn. 
that in life we should be curious and not judgmental. Yeah. And I, 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 you know, things like that, that you, that Ted says that you're like, Oh, that's very inspirational. Also too, you know, in the very beginning, he puts up that believe sign Mm -hmm. and you can tell that the players start to believe, you know, he just set that tone for them. Uh, which was very interesting. My um, Stephanie, my wife, mm-hmm. uh, she was able to go to a premiere of season, uh, the last season of Ted Lasso. Oh, cool. And uh, she was able to meet some of the, like the, the actor who played Danny Rojas and, and a few of them. And so we have a little belief poster and it's signed by a lot of the the cast of it. So I almost want to stick it up on the top of my wall. So when I walk out the door or something out of my office. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I love Ted Lasso. I'm really excited for the new season. And I'm like, I want it to be here now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I had heard rumors though, that there is a possibility the third season might be the last one, but if it turns out that's the case, I I definitely think they'll go out with a bang and it'll it'll be fantastic. And it'll probably win another Emmy for, for best uh, comedy series. So. Yeah. And, you know, I, I I don't want to give up too much, too much spoilers, but I really want to know what happens with Nate. Oh, yeah. 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 So if no one's watched it yet, I, that's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His, his story arc in the next season is going to be very, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, if there's nothing else with Ted Lasso, I wanted to conclude and jump into some uh, uh, World, Cup, World Cup talk, particularly with okay. uh, the, the United States men's national team. So yeah. the, the roster came out uh, very excited for this roster. I'm going to go through it really fast. Just because uh, you know, there's 26 players, which is expanded from the previous uh, World Cup cycles, where I believe there's only 23 on the team. So for the United States uh, forwards, Christian Pulisic, uh, Jesus Ferreira, uh, Jordan Morris, Gio Reyna, Josh Sargent, uh, Tim Wea. I'm not sure if I'm saying it's right. We or Wea. Uh, and Haji Wright. Uh, midfielders, Brendan Aronson, Kellen Acosta. Tyler Adams, Luca De La Torre, uh, Weston McKinney, uh, Eunice uh, Mossa, and Christian Rodon. Uh, Christian Rodon repping uh, Pico Rivera, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, defenders, uh, Carmen Carter-Vickers, uh, Sergino Des, uh, Aaron Long, Shaq Moore, uh, Tim Ream, Anton Robinson, Joel Scali, DeAndre Ledlin, uh, Walker Zimmerman, and then goalkeepers, uh, Ethan Horfath, uh, Horvath, uh, John, Sean Johnson, and Matt Turner. So the team's looking looking good. Uh, there were a few omniscients. I know uh, uh, Pico, uh, Ricardo uh, Pepe and uh, what was the name of the other goalie? I forget. Um, there was another notable goalie who was kind of left off the squad. But for the most part, we got our main heavy hitters from Europe. You know, we got Pulisic on the squad. We got uh, uh, Gio Reyna. We got um, uh, Weston McKinney. And then we got Sergino Des. So I'm, I'm looking good. I mean, this team is just getting better and better, and I'm, I'm really excited to see what these guys can do. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think this is a great team. Um, if you look at the roster that you mentioned, there's so many different, different players from different divisions or different leagues. And I've seen, and I may be wrong, but it feels like this time there's so many more players that are playing over in Europe and and other areas of the world that that I think will help to get them. Um, you know, they're used to playing with some of the other players, and I think that'll be good. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they do, um, and I'm very very excited. It's what um almost a week a week away or a week and a half away. 
that uh, starts. Yeah, so the, the first game is uh, November 21st, I believe. So Monday, a week from tomorrow, will be the first game. Uh, all the games are at 11 a.m. Pacific time, so our, our time. So the first game nice. against Wales, and then on Black Friday, which I think is November 25th, that, that's the big one against England. And then the um, last game on the 28th, I want to say, I think it's Monday, uh, the, the following week, that's against Iran. So uh, with all due respect to Wales and Iran, I mean, USA and England are the ones that are going to be coming out of this group. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think because that's Group B, and I think, like you said, England and in the United States, Wales also too, I mean, that's a... Um, that's a, it's going to be a challenge. I think this is a very competitive group. I think the United States has the ability to be in the top two. Um, it's going to be a challenge going up against England. I know they're pretty stacked and they've always been a good team and Wales too. So I'm uh, eager to see how they do. And I know they can do it. I know they can, they can do it. Yep. Yeah, uh, but I, mean, I always have fun just watching the World Cup. It's just a blast, regardless of how the USA does. In fact, I remember in two, 2018 when they didn't qualify for the Russian World Cup, I was just like oh, so bummed out, dejected. Like, I'm not going to watch any games. I don't care. But then when they rolled around, I was glued to the TV. So, <laughs> yeah, me too. And, you know, this time around, it's it's interesting to see, you know, the other teams like Italy didn't make it. Um, you know, it's just, it's just very interesting, you know, how one year or one world cup, some will make it and some won't. So, you know, from the very start, just so much, these teams had to go through so much to get here and it'll be exciting to see how hard they play to, to get to the top. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, A few things I wanted to mention about the team, just interesting facts about certain players, which I, I mean, you could take the time to highlight all 26, but unfortunately we don't really have that much time. So uh, a few highlights for the team, Uh, Gio Reyna, He's the very first American to represent the United States where his father and mother both played professionally representing the national teams, which is really cool. So Claudio Reyna and uh, Danielle Egan, his mom. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Haji Wright uh, came through the the U.S. I'm sorry, the Galaxy's youth system. So I'm always you know excited to see players come through that. But also he's the cousin of uh, Joseph Adai. So former running back for the uh, 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 Indianapolis Colts, which is pretty oh, okay. cool. Uh, from this group, uh, DeAndre Let- Yedlin is the only one who has World Cup experience. He got to uh, play on the 2014 team that played in uh, Brazil, so that, that's pretty cool. That we got, we got a whole group of uh, young guys. It's going to be their first experience for them. And uh, one more fascinating fact I wanted to share in regards to the the men's national team uh, for Team USA: uh, Tim Wea, who was born in Brooklyn is the son of George Wea, who's the first African to win uh, the Balloon d'Or, and is the president of the country of uh, Liberia, which is really cool and fascinating to think that, that, you know, uh, your your dad's a world leader and you're, you're playing for our national team. So I'm really looking forward to seeing his contribution to the team as well. And this is actually going to be the second youngest national overall average uh, for age. For at the combined or average age of 25 years, 175 days when they take the field against Wales. So really young, youthful team, uh, a team that I suspect we'll get to see for the next couple of World Cup cycles, which will be really exciting and fun. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It seems like they're building up a team for a long, long term, you know, and we'll see a lot of these guys uh, play for the, you know, for the long term, which will be really nice because 
as time goes on, of course, they're going to get closer and closer. And uh, as we already see, they're already a great team. So I'm very eager to see what they're going to do. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, everybody has their predictions of who's going to win the World Cup and what the best teams are. But I really do feel like the U.S. is going to, for the most part, make it as far. You know, they'll make it pretty far. I, I really do feel that. Of course, I would love for them to win the World Cup. Um, and so I'm, I, I have hope and faith in them that they could play these tough teams and they can compete and they can, they could, they could really, really go out there and, 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 uh, compete. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then speaking of that, I wanted to actually just uh, mention one last thing for the world cup. So, uh, you know, like in, in a Madden NFL, the video game simulator, they can actually simulate who they predict would win the Super Bowl when they have the teams that are going to be playing in it. So I, my understanding was I saw this online. Apparently FIFA, the soccer video game by EA, who also does the Madden game, did a simulation to to predict the winner for the World Cup this year. Uh, and they're predicting that Argentina is going to beat Brazil in the final by a score of uh, one to zero. So we'll see. This is being recorded and documented for the podcast. I'm, I'm planning to do episodes uh, uh, talking about analyzing each World Cup uh not like game but probably like once or twice a week which will be really fun so we'll see when the final happens who the actual teams are but again according to ea's uh fifa game they're predicting that argentina is going to win you know and it's interesting because i i believe i read somewhere that it said that fifa the video game predicted the last four world uh world cup winners and they were correct so uh, I'm interested to know. I know with Argentina, um, they're highly favored, you know, because of Messi. Yeah. And, uh, of course, Brazil and, and France are always uh, high, you know, top rated. So I think what FIFA had Argentina winning it. And then I think second place was going to be Brazil and France on in third place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll be, you know, it'll be interesting to see if this actually comes, you know, if it really does happen this way. Um I, I, you know, I hope the U.S. could make it that high. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. It's interesting how they predict this and 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 how they they measure out everything. So, yeah, we'll see. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then also just to finish that thought, uh, the video game simulator for FIFA is also predicting that the U.S. is going to make it to the quarterfinals, which is pretty exciting. So the final eight teams. Uh, yeah. So that means that they're actually going to be uh, going further. They're predicting they're going to go further than England or anyone else from their group and further than any other CONCACAF team. So further than Mexico, further than Canada, further than Costa Rica. So it's going to be exciting. Uh, we're going to get some some great soccer in the next month. And regardless of who wins, that's always just a fun experience for me to sit down and watch the games and cheer for your favorites. And yeah, let's have a blast. Yeah, and it's also, it's so much fun. I, I really enjoy how everybody kind of comes together um, whether they root for the same team or not. Everybody's excited. And I really enjoy that about the world cup is just everybody's watching the whole world is watching. So, you know, it's very interesting to me and I, I love that. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, so that's pretty much all the talking points I had, Ryan, was there anything else you wanted to bring up uh, either about the world cup, uh, about Rexham or Ted Asso or your, your visit to Europe? No, I just thank you for having me on. I uh, like I said, I'm I'm super excited for the World Cup and and uh, I feel like uh, it can't be here soon enough. I just want it to be here now. So oh, yeah. I'm excited <laughs> for it and uh, 
we'll definitely have to to talk about it while it's happening albert and and uh it'd be interesting you know it'd be interesting to see with you know all those who are listening and those you know between you and i and others like if we can make a some sort of like our predictions our bracket and see who's the closest maybe Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Uh, So for the listeners, I hope you guys don't get too irritated with me. But again, I'm planning to do several episodes during the like the next month, because I mean, this is going to be like the the thing that's like taking over my life. (laughs) uh, Yeah, it would be fun to you know do a bracket and just uh, yeah, that'd be really cool to to see how we how we do. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Ryan, for joining me tonight. Uh, I'll definitely uh, touch base with you and then we can maybe even get Sean on and Eddie and I have a few other guests too that I know are really huge soccer fans that are going to want to talk about it. So I'm probably going to be doing, like I mentioned, multiple episodes over the next month, just talking about everything going on. Well, thank you, Albert. Uh, Enjoy talking and uh, yeah, go team USA. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Okay. So you've been listening to the Casting for Fun podcast. Thank you.